less is more. This is especially true when it comes to jewelry. Beautifully crafted, elegant, and yet affordable jewelry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Be Your Own Boss. Our guest this week is Hiral Kripesh, the founder of Carrot Craft. Carrot Craft is a jewelry brand well known for its elegant designs that resonate with a woman's core values of independence, boldness, and self-love. Hiram, thank you so much for taking our time and joining us here on the Be Your Own Boss podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sachin. Thanks for having me. Hiram, so like we always do on the show, uh, let's start with your story here, your journey right from the beginning. So uh, tell us about your your childhood. Where were you born? Tell us about your parents, your siblings, and your childhood memories. Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> firstly, I think I uh, love the show, Be Your Own Boss. I think I wouldn't have thought that I would be my own boss. Um, but uh, today, the time is different. Uh, so I'm born and brought up here in Dubai. I have uh, lived all my life in Dubai. I'm a Dubai kid. And we love our comfort. We don't want to step out from, uh, you know, our comfort zone. And we don't want to do something different. Because I think the place is such that, uh, you know, when you're born and brought up over here, you have your family. My my parents have their own business over here. My dad's into jewelry manufacturing. Um, so I think the childhood was very straightforward. Like I did my schooling over here. I did my college here as well. And then I joined the corporate life. I was there for about seven years. Very, very comfortable um, in the job that I was. And I thought uh, accounts would be my stream to, you know, kind of go forward with. So I've done my BA in accounts and finance. And um, I've been a finance student most of the phase of my life. Uh, but uh, business came in very much later. And uh, I think uh, it's been an incredible journey since. I have two younger brothers as well, and I'm married. So, Hiram, as, as a child, growing up in a family where your father was also in the business, right? In, in the business yes. of jewelry. Yeah. Did you have aspirations to become an entrepreneur, to launch your own brand one day? I wanted to do something of my own, always. And uh, I felt like, you know, I, I, I was not fitting into the whole... Um, nine to five work frame where I thought uh, I enjoyed that it was very comfortable you got your I mean it's something that you get credited immediately on the right time and everything there was no problems I had no problems in my um, career work career corporate life it was fantastic but I think there was an urge always to do something of my own and I wanted to discover something in the e-commerce world so even though I had no man marketing or e-commerce background um, I used to support my father uh, for his company profile and I used to work with developers uh, during my college uh, summer breaks and I would come to his factory and what really inspired me was the creation part. So they're into diamond jewelry manufacturing. So there's a lot of uh, creativity, craftsmanship that is behind the scene is what I really enjoyed the most. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. And and once you finished your education, what kind of job was that? Like you, you said you wanted to, went into accounting. So um, you did your education in accounting and then what kind of job uh, did you go into? So we, um, I finished uh, my college and I joined uh, HDFC Bank. 
as a, a wealth uh, management under the wealth management category i was one of their interns over there and i think i really enjoyed the whole uh, financial planning for the customers they would train us to do that so i thought okay this is great i'll do this and then i'll move into the wealth management uh, section and i'll you know stay in the banking industry but i worked over there for one and a half year that was a very good experience but then i thought this is not for me and i actually landed a very good job at uh, uh, tilda which is a, a rice basmati rice company and i got uh, a job as a accountant assistant so when i was doing that job i realized that this position will not lead me to a higher managerial position because it there are lots of steps to really head up there so i had to do chartered management accountancy course which was an add on to my uh, education qualification to kind of head up so i finished mm-hmm. that and then i was a uh, finance controller for uh, hdfc for uh, finance tilda. for yeah. tilda yeah wow yeah. okay so now you're you're at a comfortable position you're at tilda you're working as a finance controller controller and you know working on all the account receivables and stuff like that right yes uh, yes yes yeah and then how did this idea of starting carrot craft uh, come into uh, your mind so um, obviously as uh, i think women are very good with collections okay uh, so the field was fantastic it was very comfortable but when i really headed uh, to a different firm um, which is i also joined dubai properties after that i decided that uh, while i was doing that job there was a lot of free time that was left now when you're in the uh, accounts and audit field uh, sometimes the timings can be a challenge you know they're not ethical all the time um, because different companies have different timings so that's when i really realized that i wanted a balance in my work and family life um, i was not married back then so i used to uh, find very less time to you know with my family so that's when i decided that i don't want to continue with this job and i'll support my father in his business and i'll see what i can do there uh, you know of my own mm-hmm. all right so you joined your father in his uh, jewelry business that's right that's right so he was into um, he asked me that there is a position that's open or we are looking for uh, you know someone in sales department and we're looking for someone who can do our marketing online so he, they were working on a website at that point of time uh, just a company profile and they said that we are looking for someone who can do our business development for the for the you know find different retailers and i said okay i'll join and i'll uh, you know support you in that but while i was doing that um there was so as jewelers like we get a lot of opportunity to step out and go for exhibitions jewelry exhibitions where we get to meet different people when i went for one of these shows is when i really got inspired to do something of my own cuz it's a huge market out there and it's a very very interesting field than what i see in front of the screen which is numbers all the time so that was something that really um, excited me and gave me some kind of like calling i guess so right mm-hmm. after i got back um, i started working on a profile that i thought i could sell on social media actually i started with facebook shop uh facebook so shop my, okay yes yes so I made my first profile on Facebook to start you know showing about the products that we have and the services. Okay, yeah, T- tell us more about that. So how does how does it work really? Like you you go on Facebook, you create a is it an online yes. shop? 
Exactly. So Facebook used to uh, offer these pages, business pages, where you can like open your shop and you can display certain products. It's still available right uh, right now as well, and you could display your products and services. And whoever would be interested to purchase, they would like drop you a message that I'm interested in this item, and then you connect with them one on one, and then you kind of sell. But this was before e-commerce really hit the market. and uh, we had soup.com over here which was a marketplace and uh, obviously people were more familiar with purchasing on that platform because it was more popular it was a marketplace and uh, people trusted that brand so i opened my uh, facebook shop and that's mm-hmm. where i realized that okay there's something like this uh, that exists uh, on social media platform and you know social media at that time was different from what we see right now you had better visibility more people could be reached uh, you know just normally organically so nothing the way it is restricted now but uh, i think there was a good phase of learning for me and then um, kept that profile and then i made my own account on soup.com so i started selling my dad's jewelry on soup.com on actually soup.com is now amazon right like so, i mean amazon exactly. worked, so and it became yeah, uh, yeah. what we have today as amazon So, so you start you started selling jewelry on uh, this. Let's talk about that the, the the jewelry part. Like you know, when I was looking at your website, um, the designs are beautiful, and all there is a there is a sense of uh, you know there is elegance. You know, there is very it's it's very classy. What was that like? Was that your personal choice as well? That you know, all the jewelries that you had um, you bought were that kind, and did it also. Uh, I mean, you kind of brought your own personality into the jewelry. It happens a lot. I mean, women love jewelry, and I personally admire jewelry a lot. So I think for me, it started right there. I would come to my dad's workshop, and I would select some pieces that I like myself. And obviously, my friends and family who knew me, ah, uh, they would say they would like my personal styling. So I think that's where it really started. they would ask about it hey i really like the piece you're wearing you know where did you get it from and i say i create them so i started with designing my own pieces initially very very minimal everyday wear i think the whole idea of jewelry was very very restricted and very traditional so people only purchase jewelry when there were special occasions or you know if there's a wedding in the house you purchase the jewelry and you pretty much keep it in your wardrobe because it's so heavy that you cannot really wear it for your regular wear so the idea was to create something more wearable outside like you don't need an occasion to wear it so yeah it came from there i mean the idea kind of hit in that why not do minimal jewelry which is so popular in places like london uk um in european countries as well so that yeah. culture wasn't there in uae uae was known for the big pieces and the bling and so yeah. that was the idea yeah Yeah, and I mean we we see those images right where like you know loads of gold, especially for weddings and all people wearing. You know, sure. Yeah. But that's that's a special that's a different uh, category altogether. So these everyday jewelry. Does it ever happen that you you go out, you're meeting people, and you see someone wearing carrot craft? That's happened actually, and uh, yeah. it's been one of the great milestones for me. So I have joined this uh, networking group very recently. It's been two years, not very recent though. Um, so I get to meet different people from different backgrounds, from different uh, industries, and they. I bumped into someone one of the meetings, and 
she said that what do you do and we introduced each other and she said okay uh, tell me more about yourself and when i showed her the page she recognized the brand and she said hey i'm wearing your the necklace that i purchased from your store so that's been one of the best uh, uh, you know turn around for me it's been a great milestone that people around the region are familiar with the brand now because uh, we are you can say it's a regional brand which is able to cater to these everyday wears yeah let's talk about that transition here i mean you you were working for your dad uh, and you were you know in helping him grow his the e-commerce before even e-commerce came into existence or, or like it was popular enough but you were helping him on soup.com uh, with, with facebook and how did things evolve after that so in on soup.com it was easier i could just set up the profile put in my products put the price and then you just wait for an order to pop in uh, because soup.com does the work for you they do the marketing they have the team that is able to like reach the right people so you're just basically delivering the order that's the basic work that you have to do as a uh, account holder on soup.com uh when we saw a little bit of success on that when we started receiving regular orders is when we thought okay uh we can now open our own profile uh we can make our own website and maybe we can sell more variety and we're able to now create a brand out of this had i known it was this easy to do it um i i mean if it was this difficult to do it i wouldn't have taken that step because at that time when i worked on my website it took me about 6 months to prepare the e-commerce and once i launched it i thought okay i am regularly selling on soup.com under the same brand name so i'm sure i'm going to get orders here as well but uh, cut to no <laughs> that doesn't happen because people didn't believe they didn't trust the brand they didn't know of the brand so it's a different story altogether and you have to really work on building your presence online there's a lot of marketing that's needed so all of that as accounting background i had no idea about all i was worried about was the numbers why is it not hitting the mark i'm not able to uh, you know uh, get what i'm supposed to out of the own store so i continued the marketplace at that point of time so you were selling on your website and on on soup.com that's well. right that's right yeah yeah initially yeah yeah because uh, i mean what you can launch your website but then uh it's all about the traffic that comes to your website right like how would people know like amazon or soup.com is something that people know then they just go there but in your uh, to come to the website that brand has to be there and then the, so tell us about that like how how do you reach out to how do you bring traffic to your website now with with all these premium that you have social media we all live in the world of meta i think um and uh, social media is making industries especially like jewelry beauty much easier to reach wider audience and also uh, it's very aspirational the platform is such that you know you save the right products that you like you interact with something that's beautiful and something that's blingy i think uh, so instagram is our best way of getting our clients and um, also uh, you know i think through real stories you can just reach any number of people you want there's no limit i think that's the beauty of social media that you could you know there's no limit to how many people you can reach it depends on how much you can really market and push yourself also i think another google is the king still 
if we are able to organically uh, get uh, online traffic right now, um, at that point of time, it was even more easier to reach different people because um, the keywords were less expensive uh, than it is today. And also, I mean, I used to also do it on multiple channels like YouTube, Google, and social media. For now, I think social media is the king. Okay. So um, I, I want to touch upon the, the the part that you launched your own brand, and so you uh, and which is different from your father's, right? Your father had his own business, and then you kind of uh, branched out and you launched your own. That's um, right. Yeah. How how did that transition go? Like to create uh, a brand of your own, uh, did it require investments? And and you had a job that you quit as well, right? So financial. Let's talk about the financial aspect here. Did it require investments? Uh, and also. Uh, how did you manage the the fact that once you quit your job, you have one income less now in the in the in the family? It's tough. I mean, uh, when I think of it, uh, you, you know that phase. I think um, what really helped me was the consistency and the fact that I believed in the project. I think you get that kind of gut. Uh, I think we we are very strong with that. We know that this is going to work, and uh, we are just you know stuck to it till it really uh, conspires into something that we want so for me um in terms of like my investment whatever savings i had is how we started the brand um online is a bit less in terms of investment than you open a physical store so obviously everything was well managed we had put aside a particular cost we knew that this is the kind of uh, expense capital that we would need to start our online business. So we went very, very slow and step by step. Started with a very small website of about 15 pages only. We launched with 50 products. And then we kind of worked on increasing our inventory as and when we got orders. And we offer full customization. So it uh, matches with the profile that we are trying to do. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And customization is one thing that uh, that makes it all the more personalized and more special, right? Every, exactly, every of course. Yeah. So I think with jewelry, uh, the culture was that before. I mean, before, re like in UAE, I think retail still is the king and people want to have that luxury experience of visiting a store, sitting down, picking their piece. But now with the, you know, the generational shift that's happening or even the shift in uh, pieces that they like, which is more minimal and they want to make it more customized, something that they own of their own, like something that is not existing in the market and they know it's specially made for them. I think those value adds are there now and customers understand that and they need it. So they're happy with the process of manufacturing. They know that it will take time for this piece to be made because it's only made for them. So yeah, people uh, like the whole idea of uh, customization and also jewelry in even back in india or you know any other country they would want their dwellers to make a certain piece for them so whether you're buying for your wedding trousseau or wedding jewelry it's a process you buy an engagement ring it's a process so people order it two months in advance and they plan a gift uh, you know yeah. to give for that special occasion so that's the idea we're trying to do but in a much shorter time yeah and What's the kind of um, you know customers that you get here? Like, is it is it more of for for self or, or is it more gifts and uh, uh, what, what's the mix like? 
in your it's gift it's gift i think jewelry yeah. um idea for us is to give that accessibility to everyone to purchase either for themselves or to gift but we get more of request for the gifting items so um i think a lot of men shop from us and they want to gift either their fiances there's a lot of promise rings we do uh, or there is an engagement that's coming and they want to you know do a surprise so we 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 mainly get a lot of gifting orders brilliant and you design them yourself as well right? like you you create your own designs you yes yeah so we have a mix of um, yeah you know we have a mix of groups in our uh, we have a mix of collections on our website uh, we have a set of designers in house that create and design and there are certain collections that i have made uh, for example ramadan is one of the collections that i have designed and uh, it's been one of the best uh, experiences for me because i had to do a short course uh, you know online and in india uh, to understand jewelry and coral designing so the jewelry that you have uh, is this more of just gold and diamonds or are there other other varieties as well i don't know anything about jewelry okay so pardon me but <laughs> it's absolutely fine um i think we so we mainly do diamond jewelry and gemstone jewelry that's what we specialize in and um, we do 18 karat jewelry only because that way we are able to create more designs uh, 18 karat is a, is a little harder metal so you're able to do more creation with the gemstones and the diamonds uh, with that 21 and 22 is more malleable and soft so you cannot do much designs on them okay oh wow i didn't know this so 18 karat is more uh, the, the customizable absolutely you can do more creations it holds the stone better um mm. and it's a mix of metals which, which is able to make the gold more solid to hold the stones and how how is that process of designing something i'm like, i'm just thinking okay as as an outsider as a complete layman not doesn't know anything about jewelry okay if i look at a ring a finger ring which is so the 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 design in that is so tiny so looks like all this the the whole designing happens at a microscopic level how do you do that <laughs> it is actually the machines are so interesting um so we have so there there are stages of that ring that ring has really gone through a lot of stages to become that final product um starting with the sourcing of the stones uh then moving to like the designing part so, so there's a 3d printing that is now in the market which is making the job much easier but earlier we used to do handcrafted so the the gold was completely like polished and handcrafted by the craftsmen they they would do the molding of the ring bring out that shape and then fit the stone now things are a little more easy to save the time and to create more so there are 3d machines now which is able to do the same job in like within 24 hours so um technology has really like i think technology combined with the creativity is what is really standing in 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 diamond jewelry industry right now so yeah. um now it takes about 24 hours for a mount to be made and then it's the fitting job but even that involves four stages uh in manufacturing okay and so as a designer when you create your, your own design does it ever happen that like the customer says 
you know they want in a particular way and you realize that in advance you already know that it's not going to look good does it is there a conflict somewhere the, the artist in you does it you know does it say happens the, yeah happens a lot because a lot of them um, so what i love right now is that the your customers are not someone who are less knowledge they know exactly what they want they have researched the product online they know they've created their design and they leave it to you whether this is possible to do or not and they come up with such creative designs sometimes that put a frame on the ring or put a frame on the pendant and add diamonds around it so uh, when such things really come in uh, yes of course there's always a a creative uh, eye to it and you feel like this wouldn't be possible it wouldn't hold the stone right but most of the times um i think they just need to show us the picture of a ready product and we're able to make that um but most of the time it happens like we are able to deliver that but yeah. uh, there are sometimes uh, some very very unique designs which we say that we can't do it for example there was someone who came to me and they said that they actually lost their pet their pet dog and they wanted to convert their ashes into a jewelry which happens by the way in other countries as a keepsake for someone who's passed away um that is something we couldn't cater to because uh, it really requires a very specific type of machinery to create those ashes into either a gemstone or into a metal so a lot of people do that uh outside of uae i i don't know anyone who does it over here but that was something yeah. um unique that came to us and uh, we we couldn't fulfill that order but i think the client really had a very special request and it was something i wish i could fulfill for her but uh, we were not capable at that time yeah but that's so interesting i mean i never knew yeah. that this was even possible exactly just into jewelry that's true yeah wow and let's talk about the business side of things here right so once you you decided to launch your own brand right um you, you had to hire some people to build your company and once you registered your company and things like that right so talk us through that process how did that uh, like how, when did you decide to hire uh, and how did that process go So about a year it was just me and my husband we started the brand together so he was uh, someone who has good experience in the retail side and I was someone who was better with finance and was just learning about e-commerce so um we had to take a lot of risk of course in the beginning you also uh, fail at certain decisions that you take in the business everything doesn't really go right uh, it's a roller coaster ride altogether so you learn from the mistakes that you make and then you kind of uh, build the team so initially as entrepreneur we thought that okay let me do everything myself i'll become the marketing manager i'll learn about it i'll do the facebook ads i'll also developing thankfully i couldn't i didn't tap on that because coding was a different thing altogether so we did hire a developer on board and there was a team in fact there was a company that we uh, signed up with which was helping us make the website but in terms of uh, marketing in terms of creation graphic designing all of that i thought i can do everything in house and i'll do it myself so there was a point where i was also learning graphic designing but we do this just because we want to save the time and we want to do we want to be occupied because we feel that everything can be done 
but we failed horribly with that. <laughs> uh, you need the right team to do the right thing. Um, so that came much later to us. It took us about a year to really formulate, see which are the fields that we really need our the specialist in. So it started with a good graphic designer and uh, a developer. And then we had an accountant on board. And then the sales team as well. Yeah, it's a process, right? It takes time to uh, you know, build that team one at a time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because then you're just involved in the operations part, which I think anyone who starts new would, would feel that they don't they don't want to spend so much on you know the wages uh, initially. They want to try and do everything that they can uh, under their sphere of understanding. So you avoid that part of hiring as much as you can but then you realize that you're really missing out on the sales the conversion because you're not able to give a lot of attention to that because you're so involved in the operation work so mm. yeah you learn that later <laughs> with the with the process yeah any, any other initial challenges that you had that you remember that you comes to your mind right now like as when you started what were the teething issues Teething issues, I think, uh, you know, initially was this mainly, just understanding the whole jewelry industry, understanding how they are able to, like, price the product, how are they able to, what designs would work the best. So um, I had to speak to a lot of my clients. And obviously, these are the people who I knew already. Because for me, when I started, I had to approach my family and friends initially. And when they got to know that I'm starting something of my own, they started referring me to their family and friends and cousins. So I started taking these personal orders. And what you learn from that is that there are, you know, the kind of uh, jewelry that is popular, uh, more in demand, what designs are working the best among the, you know, the crowd that you are around. And then you start creating those pieces for them. And you see that there is a good turnaround because they all, they, Everyone, it's a very likable thing. It's like jewelry is a lot like I see that on you and I like it and I want the same thing. So mm -hmm. that's what works best over here. I thought I'll do the process of creating my own and something unique. But none of that was uh, <laughs> uh, appreciated because um, people were looking for something they've already seen on someone else. So that made us realize that we want to keep um, classy designs, uh, you know, something that can be worn anytime, anywhere, whether day or night. And something that can be uh, also a keepsake uh, jewelry, something that they can pass on as well. So a lot of youngsters right now, when I say youngsters, I'm talking about the age bracket, which is about 30, 25, about 25 in fact. They prefer jewelry that is more lightweight and something that they can wear every day and exchange it with the latest design. So they want to, they don't stick to one piece. They want to buy all the latest designs that are there and something that's running and popular. So, um, yeah, that's one of the issues. Uh, but I, I, that was a good learning for us to kind of see what is really working the best. And mm -hmm. e-commerce, I think e-commerce is uh, a huge industry of its own. Uh, I wish I did e-commerce education because <laughs> Google has its own world. Uh, social media has its own world. And there's so much to learn from it. Because um, yeah. it's evolving every day and you have to keep up with that. So uh, just hiring the right people, working with them. Yeah. yeah. It's a so what new would, every day. Yeah. So what would be your advice to people who are just getting started, especially in this industry? Either Let's talk about either e-commerce, someone who wants to do business in e-commerce, 
or if it's you know jewelry related business anything anything specific that you would advise uh, people to uh, do or not do i think um, you know for me what has worked the best is that um, there are a lot of people around you there's always a mentor i think for me i had my mentorship in house so it was much easier for me to you know pick on the right product uh, pick the right platform to do my selling so find your mentor i think someone who can guide you in terms of the business that you're starting with whether it's jewelry industry or anything else uh once you are comfortable with that re- market research is another thing that really helped me a lot i would regularly visit um in store shops and also see my competitors online on to what they're doing you learn a lot from them um and the other thing is of course knowing the rules and regulations in the country that um, even if you want to like start your business i think there's a whole procedure for uh, jewelers to really go through so i think just find the right company to help you with the pro processes and getting your license done because these are some of the most important things when you're starting your jewelry especially gold yeah. jewelry market yeah so find find your mentor do your research and know the laws and follow know the laws absolutely the absolutely yeah. yes there's a lot of paperwork that's going to be needed so make sure you have a good accountant as well <laughs> <laughs> sure here when you look back at your journey as from being an as a child who wanted to do something on your own uh, and uh, and then as an accountant and uh, in you know in the field of uh, accounts and then uh, building your own brand who would you like to give credit to for your success i think my father he's inspired me uh, from day one to even push me into doing something of my own he said that okay because uh, he's someone who's very creative he creates his own designs he works a lot behind the scenes he was a craftsman himself so he really knows the uh, you know the process of creation and he enjoys that and when i see him uh, coming to me with a new piece that he's made just try it on see how it looks on you and you know do you like it do you like the way it moves do you like the sparkle so he's someone who is always looking forward to create something new and solve any problem that he faces with jewelry so i've learned those two things from him one is to keep uh, keep doing something new and then the other is to not uh, you know stop if you face a problem try and solve it find a solution to it so yeah this is something uh, he's inspired me a lot but i i don't know i i just feel like there's a there's a take in life that we have that Yeah. you know dekh lenge uh, you know yes. we'll figure it out we'll figure it out is what uh, i really love the positivity that uh, the people that i meet uh, you know in my uh, community that i see and they have this attitude of like dekh lenge you know will will it's okay nothing can really stop you from doing what you have to do or you want to do so just take that first step and you know you'll find some way yeah yeah and i think this is this is a very very important point that you mentioned here you know the that attitude of like we'll see whatever happens declaring it go ahead that's that's an important uh, attitude to have in, in business right in entrepreneurship yes because every day is a surprise day <laughs> uh that's what really keeps you going uh if you like 
there's no problem that you can sleep over you either have to continue and finish it the same day or you have to face that same problem the next day but you will end up finding a solution so that's what i love about the journey of entrepreneur which is um, you every morning you wake up there is something that is driving you to do the work that you're doing of course passion is one of it but it's also the drive that you have to you yeah. know kind of uh, solve that problem that's lying on the table <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i was going to ask you this i mean i think we've kind of touched upon it which is the in in your experience what's that what's the difference between being your own boss uh, versus being uh, you know working as an employee working as a salaried person for a fixed income i think having um, an entrepreneur mindset is what changes everything when you your own boss you know that you are the one driving the force you are the one making motivating everyone to do their work but when you're working for someone else um if you keep that same mindset of like i have the ownership of the work that i'm doing that gives you a different level of confidence in doing the work that you're doing and your boss look at you in a very different way they rely on you more because they feel that you're accountable in the work that you're doing so for me that was something that supported me to even get into this journey the previous job that i was working for i was a finance controller and my manager was very he was very chilled <laughs> i think uh, he felt that i was more of a workaholic than he was so he used to leave a lot of uh, work on the table and he would you know i think usually finance managers are very very like hands on uh, for the work that they're doing but he was someone who was very relaxed so this is something i learned from him that when you are a manager or when you're owning something you know that confidence of putting the work on your uh, employee or someone who's working for you giving him that assurity that you're doing the best at what you're doing and i trust you when you give that confidence to that person he's automatically the owner of the work that he's doing so he makes sure that I, he will not let anything go wrong so i think having that mindset is very important Yeah. So it's about taking taking ownership of no matter what you're doing. Take owner, take hundred percent ownership. Absolutely, yeah. yes. Brilliant, brilliant. And what a wonderful journey you've had. And I love love that you know that from from uh, you've had that attitude, you've had that mindset of entrepreneurship, right? Even when you were working for someone else, and then you built your own brand out of that. Fantastic uh, journey, fantastic story. Thanks, thanks for sharing that with us. How was your experience being on the Beer on Mars podcast? Amazing, uh, Sachin. Thanks a lot for having me here. And I think uh, it's I love speaking to people, but this is something different. I've never highlighted uh, my own journey, and uh, this has been a good uh, flashback for me also speaking to you. Thanks a lot, uh, and uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Absolutely it was it was a wonderful conversation thank you so much for you know sharing your journey your story with us and i'm sure we we all learn a lot from the story there's so much of there's a lot of nuggets of you know uh, wisdom and learning that we can uh, take from this hero thank you so much for taking our time and uh, sharing your story with us thank, thank you thank you sachin thanks for having me so ladies and gentlemen boys and girls that was Hiral Kupesh the founder of Carrot Craft and you've been watching and listening to Be Your Own Boss oh, oh, oh.